Hi, I'm Joanne Dicknair, Meemaw, with It's Storytime, Meemaw, an answered prayer for stories that point children to God on the Truth Network for Kids. Your chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just a few seconds. Enjoy it. Share it. But most of all, thank you for listening to the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. Welcome back to Kingdom Pursuits, where we hear how God takes your passion and uses it to build the kingdom. And when we left our hero, we were talking about how this show came about, about and how it was really my hope and always has been my hope that people, you know, God asked you to write a book. And, and so you wrote your first book. I, I'd love to have guests on my show. It's the first time they stepped out in faith and did something God told them to do, whether it was teach a Sunday school class or teach sailing at a, a Christian camp or whatever that may be, because it has certainly always been my prayer that other people would hear that, be encouraged to go ahead and step out in faith and for what they feel God has put on their heart to do, okay? And when you get on the radio, I'm just gonna tell you that one of the things that you will face is spiritual warfare, um, and which is we've experienced this morning. <laughs> Amen. We definitely did. And so, you know, what you do when you're facing spiritual warfare is actually it's a beautiful opportunity for you to Ephesians 6, because Ephesians 6 is about prayer. We're going to talk about that actually encouraging prayer today. But as we put on that armor, God makes us aware of some things. So I'm going to tell a story, which is something I'm kind of known for. That, that really illustrates this spiritual warfare thing on a level that I, I find absolutely beautiful. So years ago, I had a, a automotive consulting business with a good friend of mine, and I used to go to his house, and we would load up to go consult. Well, every time I came to his house the last three or four times that I went there, the place smelled like a skunk. I mean, it stunk horrible, like a skunk. I'm serious. And I'm like, Vic, what's up with the skunk, man? I mean, and he goes on to tell me about this horrible varmint. He said, it's the meanest skunk you've ever seen. And every time you go out in the backyard with a flashlight, man, this skunk is coming after you. Right. And so for years now, I've refused to refer, referred to this particular skunk as Rasputin, the skunk. And I'll tell you why. Rasputin was a, um, a Russian monk that they tried to kill they, they first gave him enough poison that it would kill six men, and he, he just looked at him like, what's up? And then they stabbed him to death, and then they shot him. They, rubbed, they rolled him up in a carpet, went downstairs, and the man was still alive. So they ended up throwing him in the Thames, or whatever river that is in Russia that's very cold, and he ended up drowning. But the point is, he was hard to kill, as was this skunk. So I told my friend Vic, like, man, dude, do you have the shotgun that, that you know, you used to have because we used to go dove hunting together? And I said, if you got that, I'm going to handle your skunk problem. And he said, sure, if you want to, just go ahead. And so his son was all, about that time his name was Doug. He was, oh, yeah, let's go kill the skunk. So, right, he, he grabs three shells and the shotgun. Well, actually, he must grab six shells based on the way this goes down. Mm. Um, and the shotgun and off we go. So I, I'm, I'm putting the shells in the shotgun and we're walking out there and we're shining the flashlight and the backlight and, you know, 
just the very second the light hits the woods, man, here comes little Rasputin. <laughs> you know, and I see this face and I'm like, oh, you know, and he's just, I don't know if you've ever seen how a skunk struts, but they like they look like they've got it going on, man. And, and Rasputin oh, yeah. was strutting and he was headed towards me. They had this horrible look in his face. And so, man, I blasted him. And I, when I did, like, he must have sprayed because it smelled bad. And I'm tend to tell you, and he rolled up in the woods like a rabbit. Like, I've shot plenty of rabbits, and that's exactly what it looked like, man. He's dead as a hammer, no problem, except one thing. Still stunk. Well, we, we, it, it stunk bad, but if we put the, head, the light back up in the woods, guess what? Here comes little Rasputin. And he's traveling, and he's, and he's got the same look, man. He, he, he's strutting his stuff, and he's headed right towards me again. So, man, I, it was an automatic shotgun. All I had to do was pull the trigger again. Bam! Rasputin rolls up in the woods, man. It stinked. Oh, whew. he let it go. He let it go again, man. And then, boy, if you thought it stunk the first time, it really stunk now. And the bad news for Doug was he wore his father's shoes, for which his father's never forgiven him, and he's in heaven now. But I'm pretty sure Doug still is in trouble over them shoes. But anyway, we're thinking for sure Rasputin's a goner now. You you shoot a skunk twice with twice. a shotgun. That's gonna be. That's gonna be. But anyway, we shine the flashlight and pretty soon, you know, there he is again, man. And he's coming and he's heading right towards the light. Like, and he's strutting and he's got all the look of the, bam, I shoot again. This is my last shell in that particular round because that's all an automatic shotgun will hold. And Rasputin rolls back up in the woods and guess what he does? He sprays one more time and ooh, you just never smelled anything like this in your life. You have to put yourself in the position to smell Rasputin at this point in time. Mm. He was a stinker. I'm telling you. So I'm jacking three shells in that gun. Like you've never seen like, oh my gosh, you know, get that flashlight up there. Let's see. And sure enough, here he comes again. He's coming out of the woods and bam, I shoot him. <laughs> Are you kidding? I am not kidding you. And I know I'm in it because every time he's rolling up in the woods and oh, he lets it go again. And oh, the stink is unbelievable. It's just amazing. Right. And, and I'm, and now I'm definitely paranoid. I'm, I'm thinking that maybe we need to go get some more shells and I'm looking at Doug and sooner, you know, as soon as he puts his flashlight there, comes a little Rasputin another time, you know, bam, I shoot him again. He rolls up in the woods. I'm just like, what in the world? There's no way this, you know, this is five shots on this skunk. And every time I hit him because he would roll up, it's not like I was missing. And believe me, I was waiting until I saw the whites of his eyes. Every time I'd get him a little closer because I wanted to make sure that this dude was going to catch all the buckshot i could give him and so six shell this is the end of the road here for robbie and doug and this is all we got and here he comes one more time he's coming around here he comes i'm waiting for the whites of his eyes bam i shoot him again and once again he rolls back up in the woods and i'm like man this is unbelievable but it went quiet there was no more rustling of leaves and it would appear that rasputin had finally met his maker and so little Doug and I, we went up in the woods to see what in the heck was left of this skunk. And to our surprise, was six dead skunks. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you scared me for a minute. I'm like, wait a minute, there wouldn't be nothing left of that guy. After yeah, hitting six times. There were six dead skunks. And so if you could try to sm just smell the smell for a minute, of, of what it was that we were smelling. But the point that, that this makes glaringly mm -hmm. is you never have any clue what you're really up against. Amen. And so when you enter into the battle, 
if, if you're on the radio and, and your guest can't hear you on the phone or whatever the situation may be, I'm Amen. just saying Amen. that it, if, if you could get in, because God will know what you're up against because you never will. Okay. Yeah. You, 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 you just got to get a little advanced warning. Yeah. And so, you know, that these are things that as you begin, in my opinion, your walk with Christ to realize that it's so helpful as we go into these times of prayer that we actually feel like we are listening because you got two ears and one mouth, right? Amen. And I heard a sermon long time ago said, do the math. We're supposed to listen twice as much in prayer as we talk. And so it's it's fascinating to me, and I and I was going to do this on the Christian Car Guy show, but I'm going to do it now. That that um, God kind of put it on my heart, and He must have been saving this for now. You know, I I'm on Christian Car Guy show about three weeks ago. He put it on my heart to put my coffee recipe on 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 the show and on the website about the spiced coffee that I drink every morning that has helped me control my blood sugar, et cetera, et cetera. And when I put that on, on my show and put it on my website, you wouldn't believe all the emails. And I continue to get messages on Facebook. Robbie, give me the coffee recipe. God, Robbie, give me the coffee recipe. So I put it front and center at my website so that you cannot miss the coffee. Rep- if you just watch the slider for a minute, you're going to see a big cup of coffee. And it's Robbie's coffee recipe. But what God told me, he said, Robbie, you need to give him your morning breakfast recipe. Okay. So I not only have, you know, just so that you'll know, this is what Robbie's morning is like. Okay. Mm. And those who know me well know, yes, I get up at four o'clock in the morning and my wife would tell you that I do. Okay. And I make my coffee. That's very good. Here's, here's the, before you get to the food breakfast, before you get to that recipe, which I will give you, I want to give you the bigger recipe. Okay. If you want a feast, then what you got to do is begin your morning with the Lord, right? Like I sit down with, after I feed the dog actually, and I sit down and I get in that quiet place and I actually start out with the Lord's prayer. And I spend probably about somewhere in the neighborhood of 45 minutes. (laughs) I know that may not seem logical to you, but all I am praying truly is the Lord's Prayer. But I'm doing a great deal of listening during the Lord's Prayer, and I'm doing a great bit of meditating of what I know is inside the Lord's Prayer while I'm doing the Lord's Prayer, okay? I, I, it's, it's hard to even go into all this, but it's just the recipe. It's just the recipe is, is that you go, okay, your kingdom come. Well, I... I start looking like, man, is he coming over the corner? Like, Jesus, I really want you to come. I really want to get my heart right to, to where I want your kingdom to come. Like, And that takes some work. It's not something that just comes at very, very second, right? And your will be done. Well, I start out with the whole our father. Like, it takes me a long time to figure out who our father. You know, it's Jesus and me and our father. And it's all the people that it's our father. And so I, and I spend a lot of time on who art in heaven because heaven is Shemaim to me. That's Hebrew for a lot of interesting things. And so I spend time on that. And so the idea, again, is I spend a lot of time just in the Lord's Prayer. I really, really do. And I really find that delightful. And then I want to get in touch with the Holy Spirit. And so I told this story years ago. 
It's one of my favorite stories. I think about this story every single morning as I'm in this recipe, the, the, the original part of my quiet time, is I'm asking the Holy Spirit actually to do that groaning for me that only he can do because I know that in order for me to pray effectively, I desperately need the Holy Spirit. But what I'm really looking for is a group hug between the Father and Jesus and the Holy Spirit. And so I'm gonna share that story that, that I do while I'm doing that prayer. When we come back with this very unique episode <laughs> of Kingdom Pursuits, like where we hear how God takes your passion, in this case, for a morning feast, that, that, that the Robbie recipe when we come back. Thanks for listening. <laughs> listening to the truth network and truthnetwork.com welcome back to kingdom pursuits where we hear how god takes your passion and uses it to build the kingdom and uh, today's been a little bit unusual, but we're sharing our morning recipe, our feast of feasts, that I hope um, everybody get a chance to, to, oh man, feast on the Lord like like this uh, experience. So as I said, I've shared the coffee recipe is there at, Kingdom, at christiancarguy.com. <clears throat> I will actually have my actual breakfast recipe up there later after the show today as I'm, as I'm thinking God put that on my heart to do and I need to do it. But I was sharing my prayer, which is actually the biggest feast of all, <clears throat> where I was telling you that after I spend a lot of time in the Lord's Prayer, and I actually spend a lot of time thanking him for all the stuff that he's given me, then I go into this story that I was telling you about with the Holy Spirit, because the idea is to get, a, get in a group hug, to get, reun get our union back together with the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. And there was this story about this uh, family that was off um, they'd come off the mission field and somebody had given them this boathouse and this wonderful lake um, in order to, you know, raise money to go back out into the mission field. And they were there with their three-year-old son and their four-year-old daughter and a six-year-old niece. And the niece and the daughter were supposed to be watching the three-year-old little boy. And there was a shiny little rowboat that was down there on the dock. And the father was in the boathouse working on something. Uh, when the little girls lost track of the little boy and the little boy decided, wow, I'd like to go look at that silver boat down there. And as he went down onto the dock, he slips and falls in the water. And when he does, there's this tremendous splash. At what point in time, the little girls see that and they scream. <clears throat> and the father hears the, the girl scream and he comes out and they're, they point to the water where their little brother had just gone in. And the father runs down to the water and jumps in to try to get his son. And... <clears throat> He reaches out with everything he has because he's trying to find his son and the water's really murky and he can't see him. And so he's swimming underwater desperate to find his son because he knows he hasn't been under a long time. And he reaches out with everything he has and he tries and he tries, but he can't find him. And so he comes up for air realizing that his son has got no air and he's like, oh my goodness, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? So he goes back underwater. He's searching out with those fingers going as strong, as far as he can possibly go to get a hold of this little boy. <clears throat> And finally, he brushes up against his pant leg and he realizes, okay, that's him. And he goes to get him, but he's got a death grip on the pier on the dock. And he's, and he, he's literally trying to peel him off the pier of the dock. And, and so as they um, 
go through that arrangement, um, eventually the father gets the son free, gets him up, gets some artificial respiration. Fortunately, the boy is not, <clears throat> doesn't need to go to the hospital. He's actually gets well pretty quick. And so about an hour later, the father's sitting on the shore with his son and he says, you know, son, I, I, I don't understand. Why were you, why did you have that grip on the dock pier? And the little boy said, well, dad, I knew you'd come. And that story got in my heart. And so I actually think about that story every morning when I'm asking the Holy Spirit to do that praying for me, that I try to get into this position with Jesus, the Father, and the Holy Spirit to, to feel that God hug, right? That death grip, because they're all I have, right? It's a wonderful place to be. And, and then I think about those who might be praying for me. And I, and I try to go into alignment with all that that I was just explaining, as well as all those that might be praying for me right now. And at that point in time, this is going to sound a little strange, but it's what I actually do. I, I have a relationship with what I call Eagle One. Now, Eagle One is sort of an angel that comes and picks me up. I actually know I'm going into my heart, but in order for all this to happen, it takes place. And so Eagle One for years has come and got me, and now he's, he's joined since I've learned about Leopard One. So Eagle One and Leopard One, they come get me because we're going to go hang out with God in my heart and Jesus for a bit of a time because I really need to hear what they may have for me today. So actually... What I just described to you experienced this morning at four o'clock. I did that before I ever do a Christian car guy show. So then I take a ride on Eagle One and they often are quite playful and they do all sorts of fun stuff with me before I go meet with the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. But that's what I do. And as I'm in my heart, I'm listening. God, what do you want today in the Christian car guy show? And that's where I got bloodthirsty. Okay. If you listen to that show, that's where that came from. Uh, and, and, he, he went through many things. It's the father, you know, just kind of showed me wh where he wanted to go. But one of my favorite things to do most mornings is, is there's a verse in the 119th Psalm that says, order my steps in your word that not any iniquity would be found in me. And so I'm asking God, where are we going today in your word? Because by him ordering my steps in your word, it's like the most fabulous experience you could ever have. You want to have a feast? Like God sent me on a backache here recently and I, I just can't even begin to tell you and I do a podcast on it every day, by the way, if you want to hear my teaching on that day, every single day that I go spend time with the Lord, uh, he gives me something to teach on and, and so I do a podcast. Most every day you'll see it there at Christian Car Guy on the Christian Car Guy podcast. But he may send me to something in the 119th Psalm, or he may send me to somewhere in the Gospels, or he may send me wherever he chooses to send me. When I'm in this time listening and hearing from him that day, that's where I'm getting the real feast, okay? And then, then I, I hopefully will have about an hour and a half after that to go spend time just in the Word with wherever he showed me that particular day. And so if he showed me, like he showed me yesterday, a back at, you know, the second chapter and the 10th verse, and I went and spent time there. When I get done with that, then I do my morning exercises, okay? And I got this wonderful app that, that 
actually I spend seven or minutes doing all these different cool things that help an old man like me get balance and do my push-ups and my sit-ups. And I do all those things. And I really, really enjoy doing that because it's going to help me work up an appetite for what I'm going to share you with you. This is, this is the ultimate, you know, like breakfast, like the breakfast of Robbie championship. I cannot even tell you how much I look forward to this breakfast or how much I enjoy eating this breakfast. But I failed to share with you one other important thing that always goes on, okay? I have a 30-ounce Big Gulp cup. And the very first thing, actually, before I even feed the dogs, is I fill my 30-ounce cup with water because I have upload my water. Because, again, I got to put out all that inflammation. So one of the first things I do is really appreciate Jesus, realizing he's a living water, and I take the 30 ounces of water, and I'm, I'm going to get that in me because... You know, it's, it's going to help me with my inflammation, right? I want to stay out of the smoking section. There you go. And so, <laughs> but then I do my exercises, okay? And then I, I, I set up to mix up my breakfast, all right? So here is the, 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 the quick rundown on what I eat most mornings, okay? I will take an orange, mm. And I love the peel more than I love the orange, actually. And so I shred the peel up in little bitty pieces, about a third of the orange peel. And then I shred the little pieces of orange, right? Now, realize I'm diabetic, so I can't take a lot of sugar, and, but so I don't use a lot of fruit. But I'll usually, if, I can, if I've got apples or I got blueberries, I got a few. I can't put much in there, but I put three or four, whatever, apples, blueberries, whatever. That, that goes in the bottom along with my zest. And I'll also take a little bit of an eighth of a slice of lemon, and I chop that all up, peel and all, and put that in there. So I got the, my orange zest, and I have my lemon zest. And this is a zesty thing. So then I take about a, a half a cup of the cheapest food line yogurt, you, you know, just plain yogurt, nothing in it, just plain yogurt, okay? And then I take about, and it depends on what we have in the house, but my wife loves ricotta cheese. I love ricotta cheese, okay? So you got your yogurt, about a half a cup of ricotta cheese. Oh my goodness, I mean, this stuff's wonderful. Or if we don't have ricotta cheese, I'll use cottage cheese. So I mix that up with my fruit, right? And then I keep tofu, the the the, the tofu and and I'm I cut that up but usually I'll have a piece of orange in the tofu box because the tofu accepts any taste you give it and so what you have is orangey tasting tofu that goes along with your zesty orange and your whatever and so that I chop up that tofu along with my which right because there's calories and proteins all sorts of wonderful stuff in that tofu along with my orange peel and my zest are you getting all this man this stuff is like man you mix this up I'm not done I've got a lot more to this morning feast that's coming up in the last segment and I'm going to write all this stuff out and it will be at Christian Carl guy dom i'm gonna put a whole section there robbie's recipes all right we'll be right back you're listening to the truth network and truthnetwork.com welcome back to kingdom pursuits where we hear how god takes your passion and uses it to build the kingdom. And there's no doubt I have a passion for my mornings. I, I feast like, oh my goodness, all right? Like, man. And so when we left our breakfast feast, we had our yogurt, we had our zest, we had our fruit, we had our tofu. And of course, you mix all that up in, in just absolute delight. But again, 
as wonderful as that is, and that is unbelievably wonderful, and I can just tell you, it's good for my blood sugar. Actually, yesterday morning, my blood sugar was 97, the lowest it's been a long time, after I ate this wonderful mixture. Um, exactly two hours later, my blood sugar was 97. But anyway, then I make my wife and me love to make real matzah, um, like kosher matzah. That's essentially bread that's unleavened. And the reason why we make that matzah is sometimes we'll do it for our communion or our church. When, when we lead communion, we like to use real matzah. And uh, so the leftover matzah from when we do communion, guess what I get to do? Because every morning I take communion. And, and so after I eat my breakfast, then I try to get real peaceful and I, and I take out my, you know, Corinthians passage and, and I get ready and I, and I take the Lord's Supper, right, that, that I am going to, and because it's, it's do this in remembrance of me. I want to make sure that I am remembering what he did. I want to, re, I want to make sure that I am taking his blood into my, you know, that I, I'm getting the picture of that. I, I want that every morning. Mm. Wow. And, and then I take my blood pressure. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so between all those things, you know, it, it's, 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 it, it really has helped me over the last couple of years with my health. I'm talking about the exercising, the water, but there's nothing like the big feast with God spending time in his word, hearing from him. And, and of course, you know, you know, then, you know, getting to feast in all these different ways. And, and for those who know me well would say, gee, Robbie, you, you've lost 45 pounds since last June. And that's true. Mm. Okay. So what I'm talking about is was effective. Um, the other part of that recipe that I would give the credit to me losing the weight was that, you know, I quit eating things I shouldn't eat because I'm diabetic and I know what I should eat. Okay. But the, the other big part of the equation is I go for a walk Every day, if I can. Now, every once in a while, I'll take a day off. But for the most part, at least six days a week, I can assure you, I go for at least an hour walk. And in that hour walk is another time that you can feast on God. So I really, the, the neat thing about a walk is you're stepping away from the world. And I usually do that around 10 or 11 o'clock in the morning. And I like to come down here to Bethabra Park, which is not terribly far from the Truth Network. And then I ask God to show me something cool. And, and so I'm listening and I'm seeing... And it was amazing. One time he showed me and literally the Rose of Sharon was in the river that ran, it rolled by me. And I was like, what the heck? I mean, that's a Rose of Sharon. For those of us who know that Robbie loves the Song of Solomon, I can't tell you all the things that he's shown me on these walks. But on these walks, like, man, it's, it's wonderful for your soul. It's wonderful for your health. I had no idea what I had been missing out my whole life just not taking a walk. Mm. But by finding a time, whatever that is in your day, and, and again, asking God when that may be, and I'm not talking about slacking off from work, but I'm way more effective at work, way more effective at work if my soul's where it ought to be, if my heart's where it ought to be, right. and all these other things. And I'm telling you to, to just literally go away and get back to that place that you were when you left breakfast. <laughs> Amen. Absolutely. <laughs> so again, these are all 
Robbie's recipes, and, and I will put them at ChristianCarGuy.com, and maybe, I don't know, put them at KingdomPursuits.com as well, but it's easier for me to post ChristianCarGuy.com, so I will do that, and I will just call it Robbie's Recipes, yes. and, and there I will put uh, my morning prayer, and I will put my, um, which I have, uh, and as well as my recipe for the yogurt um, uh, ricotta cheese mixture, the, all that stuff, and 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 of course, you know, matz is pretty easy. I don't know if you know how easy it is to make, but it's really fun to make. All it takes, it doesn't take yeast. You don't have to rise it or nothing. Just take, you know, <laughs> a, a, a amount of dough, amount of uh, flour. And add a little bit of water till you get a dough mixture. You can just start out with, you know, two tablespoons of flour, add a little bit of water until it starts to become dough. And, and once you get it that way, roll it out really thin and bake it really hot, like at 400 degrees. And once it's done, then you put little fork holes in it, you know, and then, and then you, you cook it and, and then you put a little salt on it. Oh, baby. Ooh. I mean, you got yourself real matzah and it's completely kosher as long as, you know, it has to be in the oven within five minutes of the water touching the flour for it to be kosher. Now it's okay if if you know if you're not kosher, I'm told. But if you want to do it, you know, to where the, the where a Pharisee would be happy with you. What about olive oil? Uh, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I sometimes brush it with olive oil. Mm. That's definitely something we can do. Yes. So wow. Thank you for listening to Kingdom Pursuits today. Really, it, it's it's this audience that means so very much to us here at the Truth Network. We are so thankful for each and every one of you uh, and the opportunity we have to share Jesus with you every week. And so again, we can't tell you how much we appreciate you listening and putting up with us sometimes because we have our technical difficulties. But now I got to tell you that you got so much truth coming at you. Encouraging prayer. Oh, James Banks is going to be talking about the armor of God. It's going to be awesome. And that's followed by Masculine Journey here in Winston-Salem. And, the, you know, it's time to man up with Nikita Koloff. All that truth coming at you right here on the Truth Network. This is the Truth Network.